what is up everybody welcome back to another episode of the spectators we are just a couple days removed from probably the best trade deadline we have ever seen and maybe any sport with the mlb one coming to a close we got olympic stuff still going on and a lot of cool updates in that regard and we're here to talk about it my name is julian i'm here at brooklyn what's going on big fella What's going on? As you mentioned, one of the biggest trade deadlines. Let's put a number on that. 56 trades. Sheesh. 56, bro. There was a point where it was just cruising, nothing really big happening. And then once that first trade went off the board, boom, 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 boom. They were just dropping, bro. It was insane. And there, there were some big names moved. Yeah, a lot of really big names moved. Some that we didn't expect, some that we did, the places we didn't expect, some that we did. Yeah. A, a lot happened. Um, we're, the way we're going to kind of go over it, we're going to do some winners and losers of the trade deadline as opposed to just naming all the trades because this is not going to be a two-hour podcast. So we're going to do some winners and losers. Rick, you started off. Who's a winner for you? It doesn't have to be the biggest winner. But who's a winner for you? I mean, you got to look at the Los Angeles Dodgers, bro. Yeah, they they go and snag Max Scherzer, arguably one of the best pitchers in MLB history and in the MLB now, and probably the leader for the Cy Young in the National League with the Grom not pitching all that much this year. Let's just throw that out there as well. And let's throw out that he wasn't even the only one involved in this trade. They also get his teammate Trey Turner. Yeah. So to an already stacked Dodger team. Here comes two great players added, and we got a super team in L.A. You want to hear something crazy? Of course. I'm always down. So this is the list of potential infielders the Dodgers could use. Okay. And I'm only going to list the guys that have been all-stars in the past or current, okay? Okay. Justin Turner, Corey Mm -hmm. Seager, Mookie Mm -hmm. Betts, Mm -hmm. Trey Turner, Cody Mm -hmm. Bellinger, Max Mm -hmm. Muncy, Chris mm-hmm. Taylor. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's crazy. That is much more than an infield. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is <laughs> much more than an infield. That's a whole starting baseball team. And, and granted, Cody Bellinger hasn't been that good lately. Corey Seager's been hurt a lot of the year. Mookie Betts is on the IL right now. So th- they do have their problems. This team isn't perfect yet. Uh, they are getting healthier. I think Corey Seager and Mookie Betts are actually come back today. Could be wrong about that. Um, if not today, sometime in like the coming week or so. Um, Trey Turner and Max Scherzer are just bona fide studs, though. And you add yeah, those and- guys to this team that people already thought and knew was the best roster in baseball. Yeah, now it's hard to argue that they won't go back-to-back. Well, and then we're not even talking about it, but they also pick up left-handed pitcher Danny Duffy, who has been really, really good for the Kansas City Royals this year. So they got two really good pitchers. And Danny Duffy is going to be their five or six pitcher. He was the ace in Kansas City. (laughs) Shout out to the Dodgers, man. And it's to be noted that Max Scherzer was almost traded to the San Diego Padres. Yeah, I mean, we're just going to transition that real quick into probably the biggest loser of the deadline. Uh, the the NL West as a whole, 
you know, the, the Padres had a deal in place for Scherzer. It seemed all but set. We even made a post about it. Several other people made posts about it. Seemed like a lock. It was just going to be Scherzer. Somehow this deal winds up getting flipped. Instead of the Padres bolstering their bullpen and set, at least to an extent feeling like they're pulling even with the Dodgers and the Giants, they wind up missing out. And now they they seem a little bit behind the eight ball, especially with Blake Snell not pitching well. Uh, Mike Clevenger still hurt. Tatis just went to the IL. Yeah, that that's a tough one right there. And Tatis is probably the MVP front runner, so him going to the IL, you're losing a lot. And with that division, you you can't lose games. Yeah, no, you can't. I mean, even even the Diamondbacks have been playing like better lately. So, I mean, there, there's no real rollover in that division, especially when the three top teams are maybe three of the five best teams in baseball. Yeah, but with the Padres six and a half out of first place from the Giants, like, you, you just need to keep it rolling. And Tatis going down and this happening, it's going to be tough for them to I, – I don't think they'll – be passing them but you need to keep the distance close you need to because the all-star break is gone we're post all-star break baby september's gonna be coming up quick we're in august now gotta start making your moves now so it's time to ball well and i mentioned that the nl west i considered losers for the deadline and it's kind of hard to say that about the giants when they've had such a special season uh, Buster Posey with his resurgence, um, Evan Longoria with a resurgence, Brandon Crawford with a resurgence, Yastrzemski playing well. Like they've really figured it out over there, and I don't know how. A lot of people call it a fluke <laughs> team, and that just can't be true when you're playing the Padres and the Dodgers as much as they are. They went and got Chris Bryant, which is definitely not a loser move. It's a big, big move, and he gets a home run in his debut. But when you look at over at the Dodgers and they get two premier starters and Trey Turner, it's hard not to call every other team that has to play that a loser. <laughs> I I guess I could agree. <laughs> right? It, it's not so much of what they did. It's just what the other guy did. What, well, I was curious about what you meant by that, but I, I guess I could understand that. Yeah, they're, they're losers in the sense that they have to deal with it. <laughs> but great move. Oh, for sure. Great move bringing in um, Chris Bryan. And then that um, transitions me into my loser is the Chicago Cubs fan base. <laughs> and I, I they're, love they're the emphasis on the hearts. fan base because the Cubs were not losers at all. No, not, not at all. At but all. But they're achy, breaky hearts, man. <laughs> just you've, you've had these guys for all these years, and in the course of a few hours, you lose – Chris Bryant, as already stated, to the San Francisco Giants. You lose Javier Baez to the New York Mets. You lose Anthony Rizzo to the New York Yankees. And, and there's, there's a bunch of other guys in that, too, but that's the real, like, core. That, that's the core. Yeah. That's the core. They did that, get rid of the one that They hurts. got rid of their entire bullpen. Yeah, that, that's the oh. one that's going to hurt their hearts for yeah. years to come. For sure. And for any game that they watch this season. Well, and the worst part, right? Again, you mentioned the loser being the, the Cubs fan base. 
all three of those guys, and if you count Kimbrell, which we're going to for this, yeah, all three of the hitters in those big three hit a home run in their debut for the new team. Crazy. Now, Javi didn't play particularly well outside of that home run. Uh, Rizzo's been fantastic. I think he's what five for nine with three walks and a hit by pitch for the Yankees. Like yeah, Rizzo it's a really was really good, incredible. It Yankee was actually like a already his- retiring his number. It was a historically good debut for any Yankee player. I forgot exactly. I think it was like the most times on base in a debut series for any Yankee ever. Crazy. Yeah, just wild stuff. And then Craig Kimbrell goes to Chicago. Two shutout innings and two appearances and didn't let a single base runner. So they gave up not just guys that meant a lot, but guys that are actually going to contribute and have already contributed. It's pretty wild. Cubs fans, I'm sorry. You got your World Series. I'm sorry it had to be like this. But here we are. 2021. Mean. Because losing one at a time, okay, you, you could deal with it. But you... You had them all, and then they were gone. Just just like that. Just like that. Now all the history is just vanished. The history and is it, there forever, and those guys are forever going to be Cubs. Oh, of course. And that's that's of the really course. cool thing about it. I'd be surprised if none of them re-signed with the Cubs next year. I really have a feeling Chris Bryant might. But... Because they're all free agents after this year. They're all rentals. That's that's the key here. Like, they got a good amount back. They got so much for Craig Kimbrell. So much. They got Nick Madrigal, who's going to be a starting second baseman for years and years. Probably going to be an all-star at some point. They, they got a good return, so that's why the Cubs aren't losers. Just a fan base. No, yeah, the the Cubs did what they had to do. Like, they, there is no point of keeping them. Although Rizzo was saying, like, if if the ship goes down, I, I want to be on it. Like, I want to go down with the ship. And that, that just goes to show, like, how great of players these guys were for this franchise. Like, they, they love the Cubs. The, these guys, I mean, you, you see what they did for the city. They, yeah. they broke the drought. They broke the drought. So you know, it, none of these guys will ever have to pay for another drink when they're in Chicago, and that's a cool. No, feeling. they're they're immortal in Chicago. <laughs> that's a cool feeling, but yeah, that's a, that's tough. Uh, and but you mentioned uh, Rizzo and the Yankee fans. The Yankees got to be one of the winners here, right? Yeah, they go out. They get Joey Gallo. They get Anthony Rizzo for relatively cheap. Uh, Rizzo was really cheap. Uh, Gallo was a little bit more expensive. The Rangers went. Uh, quantity over quality with their prospects so they didn't get like the best guys that the Yankees really want to hold on to but they did get some some good players that are going to be some MLB talent both teams are actually paying for the full salary of the players they gave up so the Yankees are just well under the luxury tax now they kind of got rid of uh, Luis Sessa for no reason which is kind of unfortunate they go and get Clay Holmes and they get Jolie Rodriguez alongside the Joey Gallo deal. This team feels balanced now on offense. Are they better? I don't really know, but they have lefties now. They're more balanced. And with a series sweep over the weekend and the Red Sox losing three in a row, they are only five games back of the Red Sox. Mm. That's very doable. Yeah. 
Didn't feel that way three weeks ago. It didn't feel that way three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it was just so so scary over there in the Bronx. But yeah, I I do feel it makes them better just for the fact that they're more balanced. You're not just stacking a team with righties. You don't let a righty pitcher get in the groove, just start mowing all these big goliaths down who can't touch the ball for whatever reason. Now you got to bounce back and forth. How do you pitch to this guy? Well, what's going to happen if I walk him? Is this guy going to come up hot behind him? Like, it adds a lot of depth to this team that the Yankees have been needing, in my opinion. So, yeah. That's great. Um, my next winner, or no, I just said the Yankees. Who you got for a winner? Um, it could be a player, it could be a team. Uh, the Red Sox getting Schwarber was a pretty big move. We we mentioned they lose three in a row, but when Schwarber's back healthy, it's it's gonna be a big move for them. Yeah, they needed a lefty bat because the only one they really have is Devers, and he's been fantastic this year. But they didn't really yeah. have any other lefty bats. Uh, that's why they called up uh, Duran. Who's been pretty good, uh, mm-hmm. rookie center fielder. He's been pretty good so far. So now they got a little bit more balance as well. They, they were kind of suffering from the same thing the Yankees, except they were actually just hitting the ball, so it didn't matter that much. It did not matter at all. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a pretty big move, and then they're going to be getting Chris Sale back at some point. So yeah, that's probably the bigger move there. Because uh, Schwarber and is what, still hurt. What Sale will we see? That's it's been a long time be since he's played. Yeah, so we we're gonna see. But a dominant sale, uh, that's a dangerous piece. Yeah. But the the question lies, which sale are we getting? But, yeah, I, I really do like that Schwarber move. Uh, I'm going to bring out a loser real quick because this one kind of feels obvious. Um, Washington sports. <laughs> it feels like we have a vendetta against them around here, right? Like, yeah. I don't know the – I genuinely don't know the last time we had a conversation about Washington sports that had anything positive to say on this podcast. Have we? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. If um, we have, it was probably just saying, like, we love Juan Soto. <laughs> Juan Soto, the Predator. And I think I think we've mentioned in the past <laughs> that uh, the football team did a really good job building their defense. Yeah. So we'll give that credit over there. But outside of, like, building a defense and, like, a generational talent in the Childish Bambino, we have not had a whole lot of good things to say about (laughs) Washington sports. (laughs) I'm I'm thinking hard here, and I really really got nothing for you. And this was a massive, massive, massive L of a weekend. Yeah. They They traded the way. All-star Trey Turner, who is a top-five shortstop in the MLB. Mm-hmm. Three-time Cy Young winner and World Series champion Max Scherzer, who might win another Cy Young this year. He's been that good. They trade away Kyle Schwarber, who had a all-time great Ju- July. July? July. And then you go to the other team. And granted, they got rid of a lot of other guys. They got rid of Brad Hand and a whole bunch of other guys over there in Washington. That's a full rebuild, right? 
Then you go to the other team, not the football team, the Wizards. <laughs> and they trade Russell Westbrook, and excuse me for yelling, for Kyle Kuzma? And Montrose Harold. <laughs> for Kyle Kuzma. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Yeah, man. It's... The city of L.A. went to the city of Washington with no threatening manner, no weapons. They said calmly, please give me all of your superstars. And Washington oh. cowered in the corner and said, just take him, please, please, please. I said, I don't want no problems. I don't want no problems. We don't want any success. It's going, em- give me these it, guys. It's honestly. You're going to like it. Here's my, I'm going to rant real quick. It's embarrassing. Have at this it. city doesn't deserve any sports teams. Because hmm. they're all run so incredibly poorly. That even if you make it to the top of the pyramid, when you shouldn't have, by the way, the Nationals shouldn't have won that World Series in terms of, like, looking at it. They made a good run, and I'm happy for them. Good for them. They, sh- they Good for them. They should have won plenty of years beforehand, right? Mm-hmm. They make it to the top, and they have a great future because Trey Turner's still young. Soto's still young. The whole roster was fitting in the money. It made too much sense. And they couldn't figure out how to build a simple thing like a bullpen that was usable. And they've been bad ever since. The Wizards have two all-time... Nah, I'm not going to call Bradley, Bradley Beal all-time great. An all-time great in Russell Westbrook and a really, really good scorer in Bradley Beal. Yeah. And they're like a game over 500, and it took like a really, really good run at the end of the season to do that? The other team in Washington had a racist logo for their entire existence. <laughs> and it took Twitter he- warriors to yell at this racist pig of an owner, Dan Snyder, that they have just to maybe get a change. And now it's taking them four years to get a new lo- logo. How when, sm- how small of a brain do you have to have to not be able to rebrand in two years? When here we are with the Cleveland Guardians brand new rebrand comes after like a year after the announcement of their not change. even it was like four months. So it, and it's a great rebrand too. Great, great. They did it so quick. They're gonna ride out the rest of this year with the current name and logo. Come next season, Cleveland Guardians. Here we are. Logo, same colors, everything. Everything's in place. We're good. Football team, they're probably going to stay with that name because they're they're imbeciles and they they can't come up with anything else. That's my rant. I just I I cannot stand that city's aura of sports. I hate it all. I hope none of them are ever successful. It's embarrassing. It really is. Did, did you get it all off your chest? I think so. There's got to be a couple couple more things. I think I'm all right. Should, should I, shake it out a little bit. I, I'm okay for now. I'm, oh, I've, okay, I'm, okay. I'm calm. I'm calm. <laughs> it, just okay. makes me, it just makes me upset that they like actively don't try to be good. It just makes me upset. It, it's weird. It's really weird when teams get to a point where they can make something happen and then don't do the right moves to keep that going. It's so strange. It's like, do you even want to be here? What are we doing here? And that's how I feel. Like, they, I feel like they don't want to be in these leagues. And 
you have cities like Portland and Seattle for basketball and Vegas for everything that want sports teams and then just have Washington over there having them and not caring. It's 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 a spit in the face. It really is. So thank you, DC, for nothing. (laughs) Well we'll stay on the the flight from DC to LA. Just talk about that Russell Westbrook trade for a quick little minute. Yeah, Russ joins LeBron and Anthony Davis in the worst shooting, the worst three-point shooting big three of all time. <laughs> I think they're going to be really good. They got to be the finals favorites. I don't see how they're not. So my question is, which big three would you rather have? Because now we got two historic big threes. What LeBron, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis on the West Coast. On the East Coast, we got Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Who are you taking? Who's better? So, I – first of all, I saw a really good post that was just like Russell Westbrook and Kyrie just traded teammates. I did see that too. That was that really was cool. I, I really like that. That was that was cool to see. The, the side-by-sides of Russ and KD – and now LeBron and Russ and Kyrie yeah, and LeBron and now Kyrie that, and That was Katie. really sick. Really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I'd rather have because we have no idea how Russ is going to play with those guys. Just on paper, I'm going to tell you, I'd rather have the LeBron trio. Mm-hmm. Just off the fact that the worst injury any of them have had was a, a sprained ankle. And then whatever. Okay. AD was dealing with last year, but he seemed to be better towards the end, allegedly. I think that's the only reason. Injuries in the in Nets land was like an issue, and there were yeah, different was, issues constantly. And I it, it and bad. I genuinely do not expect that to stop. I don't I don't wish injuries upon anybody. I think one of those three get hurt next season. Yeah, I I hope not, but I mean, yeah, of course we don't. It, it, hope is, so, it is what it is. But um, I think. It all depends on what you weigh as more important. Because obviously, offensively, Brooklyn's big three got it. Yeah, for sure. They're, uh, they're better scoring, creating shots, all that. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not – they can't compete. Defensively, sure. I think off the strength of Anthony Davis. And LeBron. But I'm, I'm saying just off Anthony Davis alone, yeah. they're a better big three. And then you add LeBron. And then Westbrook is obviously, at this moment, probably the most explosive one out of any of the six the most explosive but also the biggest wild card like at any given time westbrook could be the second best player of this group and he's more likely the sixth best on any given night it's it's a weird variation nobody else has like that much range between one through six i feel like so it, it really all depends on what you look at so now Expanding this past the big three and looking at the teams, the Lakers are a very, very bad shooting team. Yeah, and that, that was the thing last year, too. And the year they yeah. won the finals also. They kind of got hot and started hitting threes on that run to the finals. But yeah, the threes have never been a thing they were good at. So we, we need to add some shooters around them if they want to do anything to be the final favorites. Because I, I still have them being up there. But they, they need some offense because just off the strength of them three with the wild card of 
uh, Russ and LeBron's age, you were, were still not knowing what we could be in for. Because at the end of the day, it's LeBron. You know he's durable. You know Father Time has just been staying in the cut on him. I The so only we're, reason we're I don't like the age it. conversation with LeBron right now mm-hmm. is because prior to the ankle, he was the best player in the NBA this season. Agreed. Agreed. Like, not but, not a biased thing or anything. He was statistically and just effectively the best player on the no, court. No, and I, and I absolutely there. agree with that. But LeBron has even said that this ankle injury has, has done a number him. on him. Yeah. So it's only a matter of time that we'll be able to tell what we're going to get. Because you hope that he comes back 100% healthy. That we see this just monster LeBron that... Nothing's going to stop him. We want to see that. But it all depends on how it's going to roll. So we got to see that. And then Anthony Davis, you know what you're going to get from him. You know that. And then on the other side, the Nets got a decently okay defensive team. They they showed a little bit of it later on in the season. They got the offensive power throughout the team. They, they need to make a couple of uh, depth moves now because... Things happen. They lose people. Yada yada. We we know how that whole thing. Oh, also, free agency starts today, August second. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. At underscore the spectators. Yeah, Chris Instagram, Paul. Twitter. Chris Paul and Kawhi Leonard both declined. Chris Paul or not Chris Paul. Kawhi is likely just going to go back to the Clippers for more money. Old greedy, big greedy. Yeah. And uh, Chris Paul declines a forty-four million dollar player option. Crazy. I don't really know what to think about this because I don't think he's going to get that much. So the way I'm looking at it is he's going to take a little bit less this year but try and get two, three years on a contract to extend yeah, he, the money. He wants four years. I think three is probably the way to go because that fourth year you can imagine is just going to be a farewell tour, scoring 10 points <laughs> off the bench for $30 million a year. Like, do, do we need to do that? Can we just ride off into the sunset after three? I I feel like that's the way to go. Who am I? But he's not going to want that, obviously. That's no. a team. That's a team thing, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, he's he's definitely trying to ex- elongate the money and get a little bit more of it, which I cannot blame him for, but he's definitely not going to no, make not at 44. All. That's just kind of ridiculous. That's such a high amount of money, oh, my goodness. It's crazy. Like, anytime somebody declines that, it's just like, damn. Yeah. Word? Uh, Steph Curry, four-year, $210 million. Just happened? <laughs> it happened earlier today. Okay. I don't think it's official, but I think it's like that's what's going to get signed. Okay. Um, That is $102 a minute. Excuse me? He's making $102 <laughs> a minute. I did the math earlier. I was kind of mad. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Those breakdowns always... They scare me. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I always hated them baseball, too, where they're just like, this guy's making $7,000 a pitch. And I'm like, stop it. Stop. Please. How do you even break down the pitches? You don't, you don't know you. how many pitches. <laughs> uh, You take their average amount of innings over a season and... Multiply that by average amount of pitches per game. There you go. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. We're not a math get, podcast, though. But. Get it away from me. 
get it as far away from me as possible. I don't want it. Jimmy Butler, four years, I think 189 million, 183, something in that range. I, I saw it earlier. I don't quite remember the money. He's about to resign okay. with the with the Heat. Uh, those are the two big deals I've seen so far. I know Demar Derozan is a is a free agent looking to go someplace. He might go to the Lakers. I know Let's the talks Knicks. about him to the Lakers, Carmelo to the Lakers. Yeah, I've seen both him and Carmelo for the Lakers. Both him and Carmelo connected to the Knicks. There's mutual interest in both sides from what I've seen. So pretty cool. Yeah. For for both of those pretty historic teams, I I haven't seen a whole lot else. Honestly, um, I did see a thing where Tyler Dorsey is getting some looks for an NBA team. So shout out to our former Duck. Let's go Ducks. <laughs> Let's go Ducks. Uh, the draft just happened, too, which is kind of crazy. We weren't even going to talk about it. Cade Cunningham, number one overall pick. Duh. Duh. Uh, is there any pick that you were really excited to see that you could even think of? Not really. That boy didn't watch the draft. I I didn't. I, I got home at 1030 from work from Fort Myers. I did not. <laughs> he, didn't like re- he didn't review the draft. I didn't. We were here. So the one guy that I'm really interested to see, um, another duck, but I'm like genuinely interested to see this guy. Let's go Ducks. Chris Duarte to the Pacers. And there's a couple reasons I'm really interested in him. First of all, we're going into Devin Booker's sixth or seventh season, right? Mm-hmm. He's turning 24, or he is 24. Chris Duarte is 24 and just got drafted. So let's, so let's put that context in there. I love the Devin Booker slander. It's my favorite thing to do in the NBA, besides yell at the Washington teams. But what he's done before 24 is honestly insane, especially when you look at it in hindsight and you got super seniors like Chris Duarte getting drafted at 24. Like super pretty, seniors. Pretty cool. No, not the super seniors. <laughs> but I think he's he has all the makings of being – play Thompson-esque. I'm not saying he's going to be the second-best shooter of all time, but he plays really good defense, he's athletic, and he can really, really shoot. Pacers got a good little guy here. Some good value. That's, like, the main, the main like, kind of drop in the draft that I was excited about. Okay. Again, you didn't watch, so not a whole lot of draft content today. <laughs> but nah. That, that uh, happened really, really early in the week, last week also. By, by early last week, you mean Thursday? Really early. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a fool. Uh, one but, last uh, you, thing before we go. I got to touch on the Olympics. Ready to hop on that coach class flight to Tokyo real quick. Yeah, I was staying on basketball real quick. Kevin Durant, all-time leader in Team USA points, passing Carmelo Anthony. Neither of us <laughs> like this. It's not bittersweet. It's just bitter. I'm no, upset. For, for, for me, it's bittersweet. For, I'm upset. For you, the KD hater, it, it's just bitter. I'm upset. For me, it's Mello is both of our favorite players of all time. All time, bro. Love Mello. So it was greatest always really Olympian cool. Of all time. Yeah, it was always really cool that, that Mello was the greatest Olympic basketball player ever. And he still is. He also, still is. a shame Mello isn't on this team. Melo never lost a game in the Olympics. What a shame. Oh yeah, Send, just, he should have just been here for the for the 
fanboy just just to be there. Like if we were gonna put Kevin Love here for pretty much that reason, why wasn't Melo here? Well, Kevin Love had like, did you see that whole drama? It was a lot. It was we, a lot. We've, Free we've Kevin. talked about it. Free Kevin. Free Kevin. But still. He doesn't deserve that disrespect from some schmuck that doesn't know basketball. That's all we've, I know. Melo needed to be here, too. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Team USA turns it around after losing their first game. They have dominated their last two. Yes. Luca has continued to dominate. He has yet to lose a single game for his national team. Ever. That was a insane stat. Yeah. I cannot believe Granted, that. he hasn't played a whole lot, but he's never lost. Never lost. Never lost. Undefeated. 16-0. <laughs> uh, there was a really cool Olympic moment that we saw that I loved. <laughs> uh, we'll probably share it on Twitter, honestly, because if, if we can go and find that, I'll share it on Twitter. It was great moment. Yeah, it really was. So there was going to be a jump off between two guys. The winner was going to get gold. And they're just clearly exhausted and just gassed. They don't really have a whole lot left in the tank. They look at the 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 ref, I, I suppose is who it was. And they're like, is there any way we could just get two gold medals? And the guy kind of just looks at him and be like, I suppose it's possible, but you guys would have to figure that out. And the guys look at each other. And they just the biggest grin of all time, and they just jump on each other and start going crazy. And they're so happy. It's so wholesome, bro. It's so it's wholesome. Great. And it's one of those things, too, that, like, for whatever reason, in uh, more so Americans' brains, but we, we are so win or nothing that, like, a lot of people are probably upset about this. But at the end of the day, you got to remember, these are sports, and sports are a thing to have fun. And these guys worked really, really hard. And they just didn't want to do that one more jump. They didn't have it in them. They didn't have it in them. They didn't have it in them. At the end of the day, 10, 15 years from now, you got your gold medal sitting up on your little display case. Whoever comes overseas says, hey, you won, you got a gold medal? Yeah, I did. Well, and a cool thing, I imagine that these guys are just going to be friends for the rest of their life. Whether or not they're coming over each other's house every weekend since they're different countries, uh, they're going to be friends to some extent for the rest of their life because they were able to share this pretty unique situation together. Yeah. And that's really, really cool. Absolutely. It, it definitely uh, put a smile on my face yesterday, and I, we talked about it. I'll get him out yesterday, and I want to share it with you guys, too. Pretty cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, because any time you see the clip, you, you just see the joy on both of their faces. And I think that's the thing that really did it for me. Like, seeing people be happy makes me so happy. And if it doesn't, Sex. if you don't feel the same way, then, like, get the hate out your heart. Get the hate out your heart. The only reason I hate on Washington is because they don't make anybody happy. Keep the hate in your heart for Washington <laughs> sports teams. <laughs> The people who need to get the hate out their heart are the people who are slandering the GOAT, Simone Biles. Yes, this is true. If you think anything is wrong with the decisions Simone Biles made, you are just admitting that you are unsympathetic, have lack of empathy, are weird, and have never done any type of actual competitive thing in your life. Or just anything. Because 
if you translate this to like a real world thing, let's say you do your job, you're really good at it, and everybody else in your field is doing the job too. But because you're so good at it, they're gonna pay you less, even though you deserve the same or even more. They're gonna pay you less, so the other people aren't getting their feelings hurt, so mm. they could have a chance to compete in that same way because that's pretty much what's happening they would take points away from simone biles because she's so good that there wouldn't be a competition pretty much if they just let her ball but now and then that accompany with all the the stuff that happened years ago with their former coach and like the weight that that kind of put on her shoulders to act as the survivor that i am the success story it's a lot for somebody to deal with Oh, absolutely. The mental drain. And then at the end of the day, you're an Olympic athlete. So every single eye and camera is on you to be perfect. And not just an Olympic athlete, but after one Olympics and one like true international event, people are calling you the best to ever do it. Yeah. That's a lot. She was 19 when that happened. <laughs> yeah. So, so I have no problem with Simone backing out of all the events because now here she is coming out for the beam final and she's going to compete. Yeah, she took some time to kind of like sort some stuff out. Maybe she did, maybe she didn't. I don't really know. Um, but she is going to compete. There's going to be two Americans in the beam final. I do also want to point out, some, one of my buddies brought this up, and I do think it's a really, really good point. This okay. might be one of, like, the handful of sports that if you're not mentally there, you shouldn't compete. Because if you're doing gymnastics and say you're doing the floor routine and you're not there mentally, and now your 720 spin gets cut into a 670, and now you're landing on your shin... You're looking at career-ending injuries. You're looking at just well. I'm glad you bring genuine that up. injuries. That <laughs> why would you I'm, put yourself in that situation? I'm I'm glad you bring that up because I believe it was in like 1970s. I'm I'm reaching here because I don't remember exactly the stuff, but it was a woman in gymnastics. I believe doing the beam. I don't know her name or the country, but she was she had a broken ankle. And her trainers were pushing her, like, you're going to compete. You're, you're not backing out. She didn't want to do it. They forced her to do it. She does it. Obviously, you get hurt because you're not healthy. You're not 100%. You're not there. You get hurt. She's paralyzed for the rest of her life. Sheesh. That's, and, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's a very physically demanding sport that's, like, precision-based. <laughs> Some would say it's one of the most. Like, yeah. look at what you have to do. Like, Taking you're contorting your body, body at yeah. high speed. Impactful landings. Like, you're going through it. I and mean, there's, you... there's a reason that gymnastics don't go past, like, 26. There's a reason. Yeah, like, you need precision. And if you're just any little hair off that's detrimental like you yeah not just to a score but like potentially to your life and in that situation um that's obviously unfortunate like so like paralysis brutal but that could happen so if you're just some some dude sitting at home on the couch 
like, and you're gonna slander this girl that's incredible. And done way more with her life than you ever will. Let's throw that out there, too. But because... The guys doing it are weirdos. Like, there's, oh, she's sensitive, oh, sports are this, that, people are so soft, cupcakes. Like, come on. Come on, just stop it. Stop it. Stop. Get help. Great thing by Simone for still staying in Tokyo with her team, supporting and all that. That That's something to be said as well. Yeah, and doing what she could. And obviously now she's going to be participating again. Um, it sucks that she wasn't able to like finish the one team thing that she was part of. But that's why they have backups. And she had a lot of trust and faith in her backups and as they should because guess what they're also olympians they're not here by any mistake they didn't get me on the side of the road to go do a kickflip whatever you want to call it. i don't know the damn terms <laughs> i know, I know. <laughs> skateboarding is an olympic sport yeah, now, and baby. it was and that was <laughs> skateboarding was really fun too but you know they're olympians like it's not simone or bust because everybody there has earned it so yeah Go Simone, we love you. Go get gold. Go Simone. Or silver. I like Suni too. She's sick. Suni's dope. She she took the hearts of everybody. Me in particular. <laughs> the, the spectators. Me as a, as in a whole. particular, yes. <laughs> as a collective. We love you. <laughs> Amazing. But yeah, we also, got anything I, I, else I wanna, for today? Yeah, water polo is my new favorite sport. Ah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's good. I really enjoyed the three v three basketball. Three v three basketball was insane. But I know Very why you cool like the water stuff. polo. Stop it. No, I mean oh. you can't even see nothing. Oh. No, it's just it's ridiculous. They're dribbling with their heads. I love it. <laughs> I got a DM from one of my buddies. I'm not gonna this this. No, we're gonna keep that private. Uh, uh-huh. He is the biggest non-British fan of the British rugby team. <laughs> Girl rugby team. He's the biggest. Nobody bigger. <laughs> Rugby's uh, a big sport. It's crazy. They used to be tackling each other. Bro, rugby is <laughs> insane. People don't <laughs> talk about rugby enough. Tackling each other. No pads. Rugby is nuts, bro. Straight shoulder to the ribs. Like that. That is a a gladiator sport. It is. Mm. Mm. You got to be a special breed to play rugby. Built different. I'm built different. But yeah, man, that's uh, that's all I got. Make sure you guys stay tuned on the YouTube. We got a vlog. And we got another vlog. And we got some more vlogs. There's a lot of vlogs. Stay tuned for that. Some good stay stuff. Tuned. There's a lot of them coming out. Go check us out on YouTube if you're not listening to us there already. And all the socials, at underscore the spectators. We'll be live with you again next week for another episode. And there may or may not be a vlog in between now and then. If there is, go check it out. Go see it on the socials. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Peace, everybody.